The words of the author David is as follows. Psalm 25, verses 1 through 7. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Indeed, let no one who awaits who waits on you be ashamed. Let those be ashamed who deal treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in truth, in your truth, and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. For a few minutes this morning, I want to preach from the subject, practicing petitioning. Practicing petitioning. Take your seats and pray along with me. Our Father and our God, in the immaculate name of your Son, Christ Jesus. Father God, it is preaching time and your servant needs the inspiration and the comfort of your Holy Spirit. It is always my prayer, Father God, that the words that will come forth from my mouth will be used for our education, edification, but most of all, your exaltation. I pray, Father God, that the words that will come forth from my mouth will move someone closer in their relationship with you. So in spite of my sins, my shortcomings, my lack of strength, or what I see, Father God, I offer myself up as a sacrifice, as a servant, to be used by you this morning, Father God. I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Practicing petitioning. Practicing petitioning. This is the second week we find ourselves in the book of Psalms. And as I told you last week, to give you a little bit of background, the book of Psalms consists of 150 poems of Israel written by different authors at different times. Different authors at different times. And it is considered, or it has the distinction, should I say, the book of Psalms has the distinction of being the longest book in the Bible. Now, most of the book of Psalms, most of these 150 poems were written by David. David specifically wrote 73 of these poems. Some of these poems were used as hymns in worship services. But today we find ourselves in Psalms, we're studying from Psalm 25. And there are three things that you need to know about David from Psalm 25. And it's on the breakdown of your outline. There are three things that we discover quickly by reading these 22 verses of Psalm 25. The first thing we discover is David's petitions. David's petitions. Those petitions can be read about and study about in verses 1 through 7 of Psalm 25. In verse 8 through 14, you'll discover David's pictures. So David paints a picture or he sort of describes the attributes of God in verses 8 through 14 of Psalm 25. And lastly, 
In verses 15 through 22, we read about and discover David's prayers, David's prayers. Now, topic today is practicing petitioning. So we're going to focus in on David's petitions. But let me give you a little bit more more background, I guess, should I say, how this message sort of came about. This is going to be news to each and every one of you all in here with the exception of one person, and that is my wife. But I made this bold declaration about a year and a half ago before the birth of Triumph Christian Church that I do not like to pray. Can you all believe that? The preacher, the pastor, whatever you want to call me, the minister, don't like to pray. I, well, should I say I didn't like to pray? I didn't like to pray. I did not like to pray at all because I just, you know, there's some people that they, they, you know, when they pray, they just, it just sounds good. And I, I'm just not that articulate. Sometimes I, I just forget, but I, I, I'm, so, I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit because the Bible declares the Spirit makes intercessory on our behalf. So when, we, when we, we're not articulate, when we forget things, or we can't express really what we want to say, the Holy Spirit still takes our prayers to God. But I boldly declared that I just do not like to pray. But guess what? Now we have a prayer call on every Thursday night at 8 p.m. We have a prayer call on every Thursday night at 8 p.m. I sort of gave you the flyer there. We'll talk about it afterwards. But we have this prayer call every Thursday night. We call it the preparation and prayer call. So I'm praying every Thursday night. When we had our fast... We prayed five times during the week, prayed Monday through Friday. Now, I've even gotten so bold to, as to pray live on Facebook. So on this past Thursday, we, well, we've done it before, but on this past Thursday, we did the prayer call live on, on Facebook. But I find myself praying more and more and more. And I really end up praying most of the time during the day when, I'm, when I am uh, in my feelings. Y'all know what it means to be in your feelings, right? We all get caught up in our feelings. So I find myself when I get caught up in my feelings, my feelings are, are one of two things. I'm either salty or I'm sorrowful. Salty or sorrowful. So when I'm salty or when I'm sorrowful, I just start to pray. So prayer is one of the main communication tools that we have with God. And the irony of all of this is the following. Not only since I made that declaration that I don't like to pray, not only am I praying more, but I'm preaching more about prayer. Since, uh, since August 12th, 2018, I have preached 78 times, including today, 78 times. And out of those 78 times, I have preached on prayer six times. So more than any other subject, I have found myself preaching on prayer. Over the past 78 sermons, past year and a half, I preached on the way we should pray. Profound prayer, particles of a powerful prayer, talk to me, the practice of prayer, the prayer of a mother on Mother's Day, and then today practicing petitioning. What I want to do is revisit the practical points from particles of a powerful prayer particles of a powerful prayer. Now, you'll want to write this down because this is not on your outline if you have a, a pen to write with. But particles of a powerful prayer was from Matthew 
chapter number six, verses nine through 13. You all will know that that is what we consider the model prayer or the Lord's prayer. And in that prayer or in that message, I said that there are seven things that we can learn or should include in our prayer. So what should our prayers include? According to Matthew chapter six, verses nine through 13. But number one, your prayers should include paternity, paternity. What I mean by paternity, Matthew six and nine says our father. So your prayers should include a directive to our father. That is a uh, paternity. Your prayers should number one, include paternity, but your prayers should also include priority. Now, if those of you all who don't know me, I'll go ahead and let you know that I like the peas. So oftentimes when we're providing practical points, they often begin with the letter P. So prayers, your prayers should include paternity. Your prayers should include priority. How do I say priority? Matthew 6 and 10 says your kingdom, your kingdom. Jesus gives us this directive. This is the model prayer. This this is the Lord's prayer. And this is Jesus giving us directives or direction or guidance about how we should pray. So our prayer should include paternity. Our prayer should include priority. Our prayers, prayers should include a plan. Matthew 6 and 10 says, your will be done. Your will be done. Our prayer should also include petitions. Matthew 6 and 11 says, give us. Our prayer should also include provision. Matthew 6 and 11 says, our daily bread. Our prayer should also include pardons. Matthew 6 and 12 says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lastly, according to Matthew 6 Verses 9 through 13, our prayers should include praise, a praise. Matthew 6 and 13 says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So Matthew 6 verses 9 through 13, which is the Lord's prayer, gives us direction, gives us guidance, gives us instruction on how we should pray. But I want to bring your attention to one of those seven points specifically the word petition. Our prayers should include a petition according to Jesus. A petition is nothing other than a request, a request. You know, it is possible to pray and not make a request. But our prayers should include a request. My brothers and sisters, the more you spend time with God, the more you will expect from God. I'm going to say that again. The more time you spend with God, the more you expect or should expect from God. So we should petition our expectations. Can you all agree with me on that? And we can learn a lot from those we study about in the Bible. We can learn a lot from David. David gives us five requests that we can make or that we should include in our petitions. When we are praying, he gives us five things from Psalm number 25. David was one, and you all know the story of David. I hope you know the story of David. 
Well, I know a little bit about David. David was one who often communed with God. He didn't have any problem asking God for what he needed. And so he makes five requests in Psalm 25 here. David knew that, that, that the Lord was omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent. But notice the five things that he asked for in Psalm 25. So this is practicing petitioning. Psalm 25 and 2 says, oh, my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. So the first thing you discover is that when petitioning God, you should ask for protection. David, on more than one occasion, had to ask for some protection. Do you not know that David's own son tried to kill him? Did y'all know that? David's own son tried to kill him. Did y'all know that? If y'all, y'all didn't know that? Okay, David's own family tried to get after him, as I like to say. But as I told you last week, God not only gives life, God guards life. Our God not only gives life, he guards life. So when petitioning God, you should ask for protection. And Lord knows we need all types of protection. One of the main uh, types of protection we need is not a physical protection. We need a spiritual protection. There's an all-out assault by the devil, by Satan himself, on the minds of our young people. And we as adults have got to ask God for his protection. So when petitioning God, you should ask for protection. When petitioning God, you should also ask for help pioneering. Now, what do you mean by pioneering? It's clear in the Bible here, according to David, what I'm talking about is direction, wisdom, guidance. Psalm 25, 4 and 5 says, show me your ways. This is David talking to God. Show me your ways. Teach me your past. Lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation on you. I will wait or I wait all the day. He says, show me, lead me, teach me. He's asking for guidance. He's asking for direction. He's asking for wisdom. So when petitioning God, you should ask for protection. You should ask for help pioneering, but you should also ask for a pardon. And that was confirmed, of course, in Matthew 6, verses 9 through 13. Psalm 25, verse 7 and 11 says, do not remember. This is David specifically saying, do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord, for your name's sake, O Lord. Pardon my iniquity, for it is great. And my brothers and sisters, if you don't know the story of David, his iniquity, just like ours, is great. So we need to be asking God to pardon us, asking for protection, help pioneering, asking for a pardon. But how how many of y'all know we should ask for prosperity too? When petitioning God, you should ask for prosperity. Psalm 25 and 13. He himself shall dwell in prosperity. And his descendants shall inherit the earth. So those of us who have a healthy reverence 
for God. What David is saying here is that God blesses those people who have a healthy reverence for who he is, a healthy reverence for fear. And David, on more than one occasion, not only asked for protection, David, on more than one occasion, asked for prosperity, that, the, that, that God would prosper him in his endeavors. So it is absolutely OK to ask God and to expect that God would help you to prosper. And lastly, Psalm 25, verse 21 says, let integrity and uprightness preserve me for I wait for you. When petitioning God, you should ask for protection. You should ask for help pioneering. You should ask for a pardon. You should ask for prosperity. And lastly, you should ask for preservation. Preservation. Preservation is really a form of protection. But it is possible, it is very, very possible for you to be protected and not preserved. And, and so we want to ask for preservation as well. So my brothers and sisters, understand that not only is there a way in which we should pray, it is absolutely okay, and you should include in your prayers petitions, requests, and let God know the desires of your heart and what your need is. Now, that sounds strange that I would say to let God know. Well, God, we know that God already knows. But what we are really doing is activating our faith, or putting our faith in action, because what we're doing is we're, we're letting God know that we, he can, as I said a few days ago, I, on my prayer call, I, I, my prayer, the title of my prayer call, Preparation and Prayer Call on last Thursday was, I'm frustrated, but any moment he can. So while I was experiencing frustration, I had the the, the mindset or understanding that, that regardless of what we go through, our trials and our tribulations, we need to understand, my brothers and sisters, that at any moment, any day, God can move on our behalf. So, so when we're praying and petitioning, all we're doing is expecting at some point for God to move on our behalf. Everyone standing. Amen.